Hey, everybody, another week of Talking Eagles football with uh, Ken Dunnick and Mark Echo, my partner, sponsored by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. Hey, there's still time to cash in on our holiday party, which is next week in South Philly. If you email me, Ken, at jerseymanmagazine.com or call me at 856-912-4007, we'll get you set up and attend one of the great holiday parties of the year. I also want to mention that we're recording our podcast today, as usual, from Sweet Recording Studios in Mount Laurel. My good friend Joe Gajemi runs the place here, and he'll do a great job for you and your podcast. If you want to get a hold of Joe, check out Sweet Recording Studios in Mount Laurel. So, Mark, when you were a kid, did you ever get into a fight? Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a big fighter, but got into a few. And um, um, I had a very distinct philosophy on fighting. It was avoid it at all costs. And if you couldn't avoid it, get the first punch in. All right. That was my fighting philosophy. And it worked pretty well, actually, (laughs) I got to tell you. But but I will tell you this. That's not a bad strategy either, but I will tell you this, when uh, w- when you're in a fight, uh, there's a lot of jockeying and talking and everything, but all of a sudden you get punched in the mouth and the shit gets real. All of a sudden, the sh- and that's what I felt with the Eagles. They've been getting by and God bless them. They were 10 and one going into last week and, you know, they, they've won a bunch of games, a little bit fortunate in Dallas game. I thought they were fortunate in Kansas City, even though they played well. Buffalo, Buffalo, I thought they could have lost the game. Last week, you had a motivated San Francisco team who was loaded on both sides of the ball, and they just came in and had their way with the Eagles. So let's talk about um, the, the Eagles' performance and how you think they're going to respond to it on, on a big game because we're going to talk mostly about the Dallas game this week. Well, you know what What I found ironic in that game last week was it was the opposite of all those games that you had just mentioned. And then yeah. that first quarter, they got off to a great start. Well, the defense did well, but, uh, but so I mean, they listen, yeah, the defense played great. Yeah. San Francisco didn't score until it was about seven and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Right. Eagles fell short on a couple of really nice drives. And normally they're good in the red zone. They didn't get it done. But I said, I was watching it with a friend and um, we, I, it, it was, it was dominant. The Eagles had a hundred and something yards. Niners were minus, right. but it was only six to nothing. Right. And I said to him, just as I had said, the prior weeks when they were losing to Buffalo and Kansas City, but I kept saying they're letting them, the Eagles are hanging around. Mm-hmm. All they need is a big play from AJ Brown, a big play from Devontae Smith, and they're back in it. Well, I said the same thing this time when it was six yeah. nothing. They were completely dominating. Yeah. I said. You know, all it's going to take is a big play from Debo Samuel or a big play from Christian McCaffrey, and all of a sudden it's going to be seven six. It's not, you yep. know, six nothing was. Um, an old friend of mine told told me once when I first started covering football, first quarter field goals get you beat. Hmm. And I, I, it's kind of a weird thing, but it's but he's he's right a lot of times. If it was fourteen nothing or even ten nothing, it's a different game. It's only six nothing, and the Niners are the, the Niners. I'm sure are telling themselves the same thing I was telling my my friend. Hey, listen, we've done nothing right, and we're only down one score. We get one one break, boom, we take the lead. And they did. They took the lead, and they never, they never looked yeah, back. But that's the way you have to look at it. The Eagles, the first quarter, I believe they had 124 yards to minus six yeah. for San Francisco. In the second quarter, the, the script was totally flipped. San Francisco had 173 yards, and the Eagles had 20. But I really think – 
defensively they wore down in that game. The prior two games, the Eagles' defense had been on the field for 175 snaps. And those defense, they're light at defensive line, and a lot of those defensive linemen like like Carter and Davis and Fletcher Cox were, were playing a lot of minutes. And I, I really do think they just got worn down a bit. Um, they started out so great, but... You know, give credit to San Francisco. That team has so many weapons. When you look at, you know, uh, Purdy, who who I think is is a very solid quarterback, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, they've got weapons everywhere you turn, and that that's a really hard team to throttle. No, they are. They're they're you know, Purdy was the key. Because you knew those other guys. You knew Kittle's one of the best tight ends in football. You knew McCaffrey, when he's healthy, and he's been healthy this year, is one of the best, if not the best, running back in football. Samuel's, a, I don't know what he is, but he's great. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call him receiver or back, whatever, he's a gadget, but he's a great player. I loved him when he was at, at uh, University of South Carolina. Um, he's a Swiss Army knife, is what he is. Exactly. So, he's yeah. the kind of guy you love to have. And then Ayuk's a good, re- a good wide receiver, you know, so... You're right. They, but you, you you didn't know if Purdy was a fluke from last year. I mean, he was the, you know, teams put all this money and energy and into scouting and the draft and, and they get this guy with the last pick. This is the same team that traded a bunch of picks to move up and get Trey Lance who can't play, who can't third string in Dallas now. And then they get Purdy with the last pick. Right. So it makes you wonder sometimes. Well, you you know why, and the um, the metrics of the draft, and there's so much money at stake. Is these GMs are afraid to make a mistake? They're going to go by the highest rated player, and if it doesn't work out, they can point to the draft sheet and say, "Hey, this is where they were rated. It's not going to cost me my job." If you take a flyer on a guy, and we've had this conversation before. One of the best football players I've ever seen or played with was Sam Mills. Right, he's five foot nine from Montclair State. There's no way a general manager in today's game would risk a high draft uh, pick on yeah. Sam Mills, even though they're sure he can play. If, if something happens and he doesn't play that well, it may cost them their job. And that's the environment today in the NFL with all this money. But I, I still don't know, understand how a guy like, I mean, Purdy's pretty good. I mean, again, I'm not saying he's. Well, Tom Brady was a sixth round. Yeah, too. I mean, it Purdy's another brain. And, and yeah. it, it doesn't, you know, it usually doesn't happen it happens once in a generation i guess brady's generation is gone now so purdy is the new low low draft. now again he does have a lot of talent around him there's no doubt about it but he's got to get the ball to him and he does a nice he he doesn't make mistakes and he does a pretty nice job so that team's going to be hard to beat yeah also a guy i played with chuck fusina who obviously i'm fond of because of my stars experience with him i think he's got the highest rated winning percentage of any quarterback that ever played in college and pro football, and he was drafted in the fifth or sixth round because they said his arm was too weak. But the guy had all the characteristics of a great leader. He didn't have a Jeff George arm, but Jeff George couldn't play quarterback. Chuck Fusina was a great quarterback, and he didn't have a Jeff George arm. So there's a lot of components that go into quarterbacking. I I will say this about this Eagles experience, and, you know, I I get a kick. You and I mentioned last week about Twitter and people getting upset. The team is 5-10-1, and 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 they're looking to fire the offensive coordinator and all this nonsense. Listen, it's only one game. You don't get too high or you don't get too low. 
Uh, a football coach told me one time, he says, you never play as good as you think you did, and you never play as bad as you think you would. So when you look at the film, there's always good things that you can glean out of a, a bad situation. And usually character teams, and I believe the Eagles are a character team, they've got a lot of resolve, they're gritty, they went to the Super Bowl last year. They normally bounce back from those types of performances where a lesser team sometimes that will destroy them. I don't think that's going to be the case with the Eagles this week. I don't know. I don't think it's going to destroy them by any means. But they have it. This is a tough game. Very tough. Dallas is Dallas, rolling at home, man. Dallas, yeah, Dallas at home is very, very good. This was a tough game, no matter what happened last week. Um, yeah. I don't. I. I want to see how they react after this game because I don't think I'll be honest. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you here. I don't think they win in Dallas. I just mm-hmm. don't. I think Dallas. It's going to be a good game, but I think Dallas. They're home. They're on a little bit of a roll. They're healthy. It's not a field goal game, right? Yeah, maybe like three, three more. and a half, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that half a point can be very big, as you as it we certainly can. Um, so from then on, though, after this Dallas game, and I know we're supposed to take them one at a time, but we don't have to do that because we don't play. Um, they have Seattle at Seattle, and they say switch well. to a Monday night. By the way. Yeah, now Seattle has given Eagles trouble forever, but this Seattle team is not – they looked good early. They've been reeling a little bit. So that's yeah, a very they, winnable game They now. played better in the last game because they played good um, so right. Gino, I think, is getting a little bit healthier. You know, he had, a, he had an elbow problem there for a while. Seattle's yeah. defense. Which is unusual good. for Seattle because they normally have a great defense. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then they have the Giants, Arizona, and the Giants. That's almost like – that's – I don't want to – downplay too i don't want to get too overconfident but that's three games that the eagles should have no problems at all although they did lose to the jets so i guess if you you can lose to the jets you can lose to the giants but they should win what i'm trying to say is if they lose this week they should they should win out after that and that would be what 14 and three that's pretty should be that should be good enough that's a pretty good now i don't know san fran that might no, they're not going to – listen, San Fran is mortal. They lost three in a yeah. row. Every team, yeah. you, you, you get an injury or two, and anything can happen. Let's look at some numbers briefly from this uh, San Francisco game, and then we'll move on. Uh, uh, third down efficiency, Eagles were a, a paltry 8 for 15, 53%. They're normally pretty good on third down. Red bad. zone only 2 for 4. Uh, again, that's an area where if you kick field goals early in a game, you're in trouble. Hertz was 26 for 45, 298 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Purdy, 19 for 27, 314 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And I, I want to ask you, um, about five minutes to go, you know, Hertz had been dinged. He went in the locker room. They checked him out for a concussion. Uh, were you surprised Eagles put him back in the game, yes. down that many points with five minutes to go? It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, I that's... And and Sirianni was asked about that a couple times. Um, you know, he, he gave the old, uh, we weren't out of it yet if we scored and this and that. And, yeah. No, I, I mean, it worked out. It worked out okay because he didn't get hurt again. But if he had gotten hit again and maybe, you know, that could have been, you know, why not get him out of there? I, I would, I mean, I, again, well, you know, you have a big game coming up. Um I would, yeah, I, I would have had Mariota out there for the last five minutes. You know, it's funny. Um, Eagles' defensive liabilities were kind of exposed in this game. 
Um, uh, Morrow, the number 41, the linebacker, he has a really hard time covering backs and tight ends out of the backfield. I thought Blankenship got beat badly on that first San Francisco touchdown. I love the Blankenship's motor, but he, you know, he, he bit on the run and left the receiver wide open in the end zone. So he's, he's a better tackler than he is a cover guy. Um, Eagles bring in Shaq Leonard this week, who had a great run with Indianapolis, but he's coming off of two back surgeries in 2022. He only played three games. What do you think of the Zach, uh, the Shaq Leonard acquisition? And that was a Freudian slip. I meant to say Zach Ertz. You think there's a chance that old number 86 is going to come back in the Eagles fold? I mean, why I, not? Why? I more why? Like another weapon. Another it, weapon. You saw what so many weapons can do. Is he a weapon anymore? Oh, I think so. I he's think always so. trying to another old guy to turn. Well, so am I, but I still have value, Mark. Well, they're not signing you, are they? I'd no. rather sign you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so would I. How, this is yeah, right? You can use another couple of checks. Right? Um, now, this is Howie reverting back to old Howie, dream team Howie. You know, he brings in a guy, the, the, the safety from, from Tennessee, Barrett, right? Who are old. Yeah. Guy, he, he was a Pro Bowl player. Not, well, he's not a Pro Bowl player anymore. Well, normally Pro, pro Bowl players don't end up on the exactly. waiver wire. Or, exactly. Right. You're on the waiver wire for a reason. The Colts are, the Colts are in the playoff line. The Colts yeah. are not. Shane Stryken, the former Eagles coordinator, is doing an unbelievable. I didn't think that Colt team would win three, four games all year. I, I agree with win. you. I agree with you. They're playing great. They're so playing they great. cut him. They cut Leonard. I mean, if the Colts were two and whatever, I'd say, yeah, they're cutting him to save yeah, money. But don't you say? Don't you think Sirianni talks to Stryken and says, "Does this guy have anything left?" I mean, I, I would assume they communicate. Would think, about the but if he had anything left, why'd the Colts get rid of him? Well, it could be a series of issues. It could be attitude. It could be locker well, room. It, it could be could be playing time. There's a lot of stuff that goes, doesn't be, mean that the guy's necessarily totally washed up. But, well. We'll see. Cause and, and another thing, don't you have any sentimental uh, value no, for Zach no. Ertz? He's 11 catches oh, away from being the all-time rec- Eagles receiver leader. Don't you want to see him? I love that. Listen, one of my favorite players. And he though. had my number, number 86. So you got to be. They re- that's what I. That's what I hold against. Yeah, yeah. They should retire. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love Zach. I do. Zach's one of my favorite players I ever covered. He really is great. Great guy. Um, Played with a I, lacerated kidney. He's a. Warrior. I understand all that. He's a warrior. Warrior. Do they need him? They have down. Goddard's coming back now. Goddard is coming back, but how effective are you going to be after having surgery on a broken arm three weeks ago? I mean, well, come on. Zach, Zach's coming off. He's he he's been out for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He missed three or four. I think, to be honest, looking at this totally objective, the place for Zach to go is Baltimore. Well, where they lost their all. Well, pro San Francisco's Baltimore. looking at him too. But my point is. You know, you've got uh, Goddard, who I love. I mean, Goddard's a great weapon. But Goddard can get hurt. The tight ends are non-existent when Goddard's not in there. Stoll and Calcaterra's hurt. I, and, I thought they would be a little better there, but you're right. They have yeah, so, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with having a, a well, capable I mean, but look backup. At the guys, even, though, even though Ertz is not a great blocker, he's just a glorified receiver. You know, I don't, I don't get a chance to say bad things about Howie too much anymore. I used to all the time. Yeah, I'm me gonna, too. I miss it. But well, I don't because let's let's look at what he's done. No, I'm rooting for the guy. Just I used to like picking on him when he was making all those bad moves. But I mean, look what look at what he's look at the additions this year. I mean, he brought the kid from Tennessee. You know, a kid, the guy from Tennessee, uh, the safety. He's not making me think about Brian Dawkins when I watch. No, no. How's Julio Jones look? Uh, Non-existent. Like an old man that can't play anymore. 
Yeah. Well, I see him on the sidelines standing next to Sirianni all the time. I don't see him on the field that much. Yeah, he's Wes Watkins came back. Uh, well, he's not an old guy. I'm talking no, about he's the, not. But I mean, old guys they, another weapon. He's got some they're speed. playing dream team again. How he's playing dream team again. He's bringing in guys that used to be good, hoping they're still. Well, does you know football? Once you're done, you're done. You don't make. You don't turn thirty some thirty six and all of a sudden, you know, you turn the clock back to when you were thirty one. That doesn't happen. Yeah. I think Shaq Leonard's another example of. We'll see. I hope I'm. Maybe he goes out there and. And he and he drinks from the fountain of youth, and he and he and his, yeah. and listen, he had a back injury, right? Two two back surgeries last. Have year. you ever had back problems, Ken? I've had one bout of lower back pain, and it's some of the most exactly. uh, debilitating pain you could ever have. You players don't. Players didn't have a back injury. Once you have a back injury, you have a back. You you have a back injury. It doesn't go yeah. away. It's, it's not like an ankle or an elbow. Or once your back's bad, you're kind of in trouble. So, well, you know, listen, I think he's worth a shot if he's got anything left. They're light at the position. N'Kobe Dean is out for the year. Witherspoon he, he has, has a hamstring. By the no. way, they, the Eagles, in a corresponding roster move, cut Christian Ellis last week. He had right. six tackles and a tackle for a loss in that San Francisco game, which I thought was <laughs> kind of interesting that the guy goes from starter and playing reasonably well to uh, being uh, being out of work the next week. But that's the uh, that's the nature of pro football. I do want to recognize one of the great hustle plays that I've seen all year long, Devontae Smith, in the second quarter, um, I believe it was third and 19, and he broke a couple tackles and got 21 yards for a first down. Um, what did you think of the big Dom incident on the sideline? What did you think? It was a pretty good trade, losing our security uh, director. Yeah, right, for, for a big, linebacker. Uh, for one of the hardest-hitting linebackers in football, right? If you can make that trade every week, that's pretty good. Yeah. But I think Dom, I, 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 unfortunately, and I, I've known Dom from when he, when he got the job, when he took over for a Butch, um, he's gonna. I think he's in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, he shouldn't be that close to the field. Exactly. I mean, you know, he's not. He's not a coach. He's really there to protect Sirianni's backside in case right. some nut runs on the field. But or, uh, or, or right, he's not. Somebody said, well, he was doing. I think Sirianni said, well, you know, he was doing his job. Trying to, no, that's not his job. His job is not to get. That's the referee's job is to separate players. His yeah. job, like you said, is to watch out to make sure a fan doesn't throw something at Sirianni or a player, or you know, walk him off the field. All that kind. Of, yeah, I think I hate to say, but I think Big Dom might be getting. Uh, well, the the NFL sent out a letter this week about yeah. um, uh, non coaches and non uniform personnel being that close to the sidelines. Yeah, well, so. He's not going to. He will not. You'll never see him that close again. No. If yeah. if you even see him on the field now, that there's I'm I'm hearing rumors they might put a thing out where he gets penalized where he loses his sideline pass. You remember years and years and years ago, and I, I mentioned Butch, big big Butch. Um, yeah, I remember. But Butch. he was the sure. security guy, great yeah. guy. Yeah, he got a penalty one game. I don't remember that. It was I don't remember the exact game, but it was um, it was a kick return. The guy right. was bringing a kick back, and he was ex- getting excited, and he's jumping, and he, re- he didn't realize that he kind of crossed onto the field and got in the referee's way. <laughs> <laughs> like the refs no. running down this field as well, and he, they kind of do it. So he he got a penalty, which that was Andy was not happy about that. I'm and sure. Thank God the Eagles the Eagles still the Eagles they scored anyway and won the game easily, and as much. Would would say after thank you know thank God that didn't didn't cost us he would he would have felt terrible about it but yeah he actually got a, so the Eagles have been known to have security guards getting a little trouble during games 
One more nugget here before we move on to Dallas. Did you see the David Carr quote on ESPN this week when he and said he, that he thought he that Marcus Mariota should be the quarterback over Jalen Hurts because he can read defenses better? Well, now, that's a cla- to me, that's a classic example of a guy trying to make a name for himself. He wasn't a very good quarterback, by the way, but trying to make a name for himself by saying something outrageous in media to get attention. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? I didn't see that part. I saw where he said um, he thought they should give Hertz a rest. That he's not, he doesn't think he's healthy right now. Maybe that no, was no, the second no, one. No, his his, his quote was that he thought Marcus Mariota, <clears throat> excuse me, was a better option for this Eagles offense than Jalen Hurts. Well, that that's crazy talk. But well, that's that's crazy yeah, talk, and this yeah. talk is trying to get you attention to get, yeah. get a podcast. I saw what he. I guess they came back to him, and he he must have softened it or backtracked no. a little because the, the quote I saw him say was he thinks hurts that they should sit hurts and rest him for the playoff, but that he doesn't think he's a hundred percent. Well, first he of might all, be, that part he might be right about. I'm not sure if hurts. Do you think hurts is a hundred percent? I mean, nobody. No. No, I don't. I don't think uh, Hertz is playing as well as he did last year. As a matter of fact, there was one sequence where he had all day to throw, and he held the ball way too long. He got to get rid of the football. He had about uh, six or seven seconds to get rid of the ball, and and he took a sack. And that, that that's a that's not a veteran move. That that's a rookie move. You got to even though he you know he couldn't get out of the pocket, but you got you got to heave it down the field out of bounds and in the direction of a receiver. So. Um, and I don't think the offensive line is protecting him as well as they did last year. I think he's got great weapons. I think the receivers are playing good. Getting Goddard back obviously is going to help. But um, I don't. I don't think. I think the leg. He's still dragging the leg a bit, and I don't think he's hitting on all cylinders. But for the little bit of time we have left remaining, well, let's talk about Dallas. Um, this is a, a really good football team. Dak Prescott is hitting on 70% of his passes this year. He's averaging almost 270 yards a game through the year. C.D. Lamb has 90 catches already. Uh, Pollard Pollard has 737 yards uh, on the ground, averaging 4.1 yards per rush. Uh, Ferguson has 46 catches. Gallup has 28. They have a lot of weapons on this team offensively. And a, and a decent offensive line as well. A good um, offensive yeah, the Cowboys are good. I mean, they have a couple. They've stumbled. Don't get me wrong. Now they lost to the Eagles in Philly, lost Arizona, and it really that's, that's the one. That's that's like the Eagles losing to the Jets. They lost to Arizona, and then they that's also lost true. to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they you know they they haven't been perfect by any means, but they have been perfect in Dallas at 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 and T Stadium. They've been they not only they they're not only undefeated there. I don't think they've had a game within double figures there. So they're they're really good at home. This is a this is a tough tough test for the Eagles. It really is. Um, I mean, if if they can pull this game out, if, I would say as, as impressive as winning in Kansas City was and and beating the Bills at that a, a desperate Bills team at home. Um, I would to me if the Eagles can win this game, I think that would be their most impressive win of the season. I really I don't see them. I don't you know I'm, I've been pretty optimistic all all year saying it's been pretty good and they're on a roll, but. I don't see them going into Dallas and and winning that game. I don't think. And, you know, defensively, they've got uh, one of the great defensive players in the league, Micah Parsons from Penn State, 11 and a half sacks already this year. And uh, And they have the corner. He's tough to handle. Had a record for a touchdown. Exactly. Was he got six pick sixes this year? Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. And then Diggs on the other side is pretty good, too. So 
I mean, Brown and Smith are great, but, that, but this is probably the toughest set of corners that they're going to go against. It's going to be a good game. It's going to again. I don't. I don't see the Eagles going down and losing forty. Well, let, let me ask you this: What What do you think the Eagles have to do to win the game? I'll tell you what I think the they ball. have. They've got, they've, the got to, they've got to. They've got to run the football. Yes. Chew up the clock. Yep. Gain yards and keep Dallas's offense off the field. That yep. should be the game plan. Moving. I'm forward. usually not a big guy on time of possession. I think. It, I think that stat's a little overrated. I do. I, I mean, it's not. I shouldn't say it's overrated. It. It can be skewed. It, it I can. mean. If if I score on an eighty yard touchdown pass, it hurts my time of possession. But yeah, right. I scored on an eighty yard touchdown pass. That's a good thing, right? Or or if I bring a kickoff back for a touchdown, that kills my time of possession. But it's a good thing. So sometimes, yeah, you, you can't just look at time of possession and say, oh, they're they're bad at time. But if I'm scoring points, I don't care how long I have the ball. Uh, but in this game, I think that's going to be a big stat. Like you just said, I think the Eagles, I think they have to win that battle this week. They have to have they have to hold the ball. And keep Dak and those guys off the field because I, I think the way the Eagles' defense has been has looked recently, especially the back seven, uh, I think Dallas is all. I think Zach, Dak Prescott and those receivers and power can are going to put up some points. So keep them to keep their possessions to a minimum. Um, wear down the Dallas defense a little bit, maybe with the run game, like you said. I want to see a lot of Swift, maybe some Gainwell, a little Boston Scott mixed in. Mm, love them. Um, Love the motor. No. Again, the, don't, the way, don't abandon the pass because you still have Brown. No, 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 no. You got you got weapons, but I mean, in order, I, I and I'm a big believer in running the football anyway. By the way, to back up your point on how meaningless time of possession can be, the Eagles lost that game, 42 to 19. They had 31 39 in time of possession to San Francisco, 28 21. There so, you go. That's my point. That's yeah. what, so, so, so we realize the Eagles, I think it will. The Eagles have a, a tough uh, task, and then you know we go to Seattle. They they flex that game to Monday night, which is interesting. Uh, and then we've got uh, we've got Giants, Arizona, and Giants to finish out the season. Um, what's your best guess? Do you think the Eagles? Uh, you think they lose? You think they win at Seattle? Do you think they run the table and they finish the season fourteen and three? Is that what you're thinking? Yes, that's what I think. I think they lose this week to Dallas. I really do. And then they, Seattle, I think they beat Seattle. I know they, I, I, I gave you this little fact a couple of weeks ago that Pete Carroll has never lost to the Eagles. Yeah, that's that's crazy. He's pretty impressive, 7-0, I think he is. Yeah. He's never lost, he, and he's beaten every coach. He's beaten Andy, he beat Chip, he beat Doug. Um, is is he played. not like, you know, Pete Carroll's like 70, 71 years old. Is he not the youngest 71-year-old guy you've ever seen? Yeah, he's well, out there throwing the ball around before the game. And he looked, I can't, he I can't lift my arm over my head. And this guy's got five years on me. He's running around like a crazy Did you know man. Pete Carroll was was Mike Quick's position coach at, at North Carolina State? I, I did not know that. Yeah, Mike told me that one. He was he was a wide receivers coach at NC State when when, when Quick was there. That's I'll tell all you what, how about this trivia question? Who was my receivers coach at Memphis State? Big name. I'm going to give a guess. It's a big name. Got to be old. He's old. Of course he's old. <laughs> <Gotta be> old. <laughs> I'm old. Um, Raymond Berry. No, that's a pretty good guess. But Mac Brown. Oh, okay. oh Mac Brown was my receiver. Was no Mac Brown, the the coach of Carolina, was oh, the wow. Memphis State receivers coach. I was right 19- about him being old. In, 19, in 1978. Was he a good coach? Uh, he's a very good coach and a, and a great guy. I mean, just uh, phenomenal. I always thought he was, 
he was too nice of a guy to be a successful football coach, but I'm happy he proved me wrong because uh, he's had great he's success. He's a great recruiter. Won, won a national championship at Texas and uh, yeah. has, has had a great career. So, all right, Mark. Well, we're going to uh, – hopefully we're wrong with our assessment of this game. Yeah, we so kind of think it's a tough spot for yeah. – I, I think the Eagles will bounce back. They can win the game. But this is a tough spot for them. I kind of agree with your assessment that – once we get past this one, it's going to be a little bit more clear sailing for the birds. And I, I really do believe that um, they've got a shot at being the number one team in the NFC. And uh, they can have that uh, coveted home field advantage for the playoffs, which is very important. I'll tell you who really wants home field advantage for the playoffs is Dallas. Because they're a much worse team on the road than they are at home. So if they don't uh, if they don't play at home, I, I don't have much, uh, much faith for them to, to go very far in their... Super Bowl quest. But anyway, we look forward to getting together with everybody next week. For my partner, Mark Eckel, I'm Ken Dunnick. Thanks for listening to the Bird Brains with Ken and Mark, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care.